From RealGhostStoriesOnline.com, I am Tony Bruski, and welcome to another fine episode of our radio program called Real Ghost Stories Online. Incidentally, same name as the website. Go figure. All right, today on the show, uh, some really exciting stuff. We have an interview with the author of a book called Stalked by Spirits, Vivian Campbell is going to be joining us. Yeah, it's going to be a good, good episode talking about all sorts of stuff. she has, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Violent phantom attacks, uh, small favors from a little girl ghost, negotiating with demon spirits, uh, ghost pets. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all there, folks. It's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a good, uh, good interview with Vivian Campbell. I want to remind you uh, to please subscribe to our show. Press that subscribe button. So you do not miss any future episodes and share the show. That's how we live. That's how this show, you know, it, it continues on. We get more ghost stories, uh, more folks find out about us. Uh, so let your friends know about the show. Share us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use. And then, hey, send me a screenshot of where you shared it and I'll give you a bonus episode. I will email you back personally a link to a bonus episode just uh, for folks that have shared the show. Full episode. You email Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com, and I will send you the uh, the link to that bonus episode. You'll like it. I've had a lot of uh, a lot of good compliments on that uh, that episode. Some folks saying, this is our favorite episode. Uh, so, yeah, please do that. All right, let's get into our uh, our interview today with Vivian Campbell. And it's going to be a two-parter, today's episode and next week's episode. So uh, you can uh, you can check it out. Uh, like I said, author of the book Stalked by Spirits, which can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, major bookstores. It is out there. Uh, Vivian, uh, to, to get started, let's uh, let's just ask the, the big question. What, uh, what drove you to write a book about ghosts? Well, I guess it began really, I've been spirit sensitive since I was a child, mm-hmm. and I would see these things, and I would remark to my mother about them, and she would say, oh, your eyes are just playing tricks on you, as she meant well, mm-hmm. and I would believe her, but I was very confused. I grew up, uh, became an adult, moved back into the same house that I grew up in. It was my grandfather's house. I saw the same things I saw as a child, and thought, oh, my mom wasn't right about this one. These things are real. Um, I have lived in haunted houses all of my life, not meaning to. It just seems to turn out that way. But what really had drove me to write this book was when I, I moved back into my house in Orlando and started seeing the same things, experiencing the same things. And my first child was born, and then my second one a few years later. And uh, many of these spirits were actually concentrated on my baby. And it was a real fight that I had protecting her. And after a while, I began to write these things down because they just seemed so crazy. I couldn't really believe them myself. I kept a, just a little diary jotting things down. This happened, that happened, to the point that you start looking at other people's houses and think, wow, do these things go on in your house, in your house, really? Uh, and um, so then I began to write them down in a book because I thought, well, I ought to do this for my children because they're growing up in this house, and they ought to see exactly what went on when they were kids and, and why these things go on. And so, first of all, I wrote it just for them. And then I have a couple of friends who are published authors, 
and they helped me kind of edit it and said, hey, this is pretty good. You know, you ought to go ahead and, and get this published. Mm-hmm. And I said, what if no one believes me? My friend said, who cares if no one believes you? The people who believe you are the ones that have gone through this, and um, hopefully they'll, they'll get something from knowing someone else went through this. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't believe you, who cares? Everybody loves a ghost story. And I thought, that's right. And that's exactly why I wrote the book. It was sort of as a, as a, an exorcism in a way for me, um, some of the spirits that I saw were demonic, absolutely, and that was very hard. In fact, the passages that I wrote about describing those uh, couple of demonic spirits sometimes took me weeks to get through, just, just telling the story, because it was so hard for me to get that out. But it was in a way of saying, yes, it is true, I got through it, um, and I figured out um, how, how, to, how to deal with it, if that makes sense. And basically, I wrote the book also for anyone that has gone through this, and doesn't understand what's going on. They don't know how to deal with it themselves. And I can just say, hey, this is what I did. These are my experiences. You don't necessarily have to be terrified at all. Um, hopefully it's kind of a guidebook for them. The, the experiences that you've had and some of the experiences we're going to talk about, would you say that they are centered around this house that you're speaking of, or are they centered around you? No, they are centered around the house and in the other houses that I did live in. Uh, again, I said I am a spirit sensitive, which mm-hmm. means I can basically walk into a room, tell you if there's a spirit in there, what kind it is, mm-hmm. uh, male or female, uh, human or non-human entity. Um, and so what I basically do is I, I kind of mind my own business, walk around and bump into ghosts. The ghosts that had been in my house were there to begin with. I okay. knew they were there from the time I was a child, and I really didn't want to move back for that reason. At the same time, I loved that house, mm-hmm. and my children love that house because it's been in our family since 1940, and very sadly, I have just recently lost it to foreclosure through a divorce, and it's just whipping me apart. Yeah. And right now, I'm actually halfway through the first volume of Andrea Perone's book, The um, House of Darkness, House of Light, sure. and I absolutely understand what those kids meant when the mother said, we have to get out of here, out of here. these horrible things are happening, and the kids were like, no, we love this house. I totally understand that, because the house becomes part of you, it really does, especially when you've had that many generations in it. Um, I had five generations in my house. It's like an extension of the family, almost. It, it really becomes an extension. It's very funny, because... Uh, a lot of people say, oh, the house is listening, the house is this or that. It almost does seem to take on some human aspects at some time. And um, the spirits that are in it, we, we used to always say it's, it's uh, always Halloween at our house. We do have a vortex. It's almost a conduit. We had about 10 resident ghosts, as much as I can count, uh, and a couple of uh, spirit cats. One was white, one was black, and I think one of them was my pet cat that died. And then there were also, we just said we were the hotel, because we'd have spirits that would just come for a while and leave, and you know, we were like a revolving door. Not all of my stories uh, in my book are scary at all. A lot of them are really funny, mm-hmm. because we kind of learned to live with each other. Mm-hmm. We got to, to actually laugh, and it was kind of our pet ghosts, and we were almost their pets in a way. Not all of them, but, but some of them were that way. I, I want to talk more about the house, but I want to ask you another quick question about being a spirit-sensitive when you're out there just outside of the house, in normal, everyday life, how common is it for you to to feel that or, or, or see, if that's something you can do, these other entities that are out there? Are they everywhere, or are they only in certain places? Because one would think that the amount of people who have died 
they'd be just as common as as regular folks everywhere. But you you tell me what 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 you pick up and what you perceive. They are um, everywhere, but they're not every step that you take. People have passed on everywhere in the whole world, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, some spirits, uh, spirits pass on to the other realm, mm-hmm. heaven, wherever, and other people get caught in between for some reason. They become confused, whatever it is. I don't try to analyze that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do walk around, and I can walk in places. In fact, just the other day, there was a, a house that was abandoned that I walked into, and the minute I walked into it, uh, there was a bedroom just to my left, and I went, oh, my heavens, I got goosebumps from my head to my feet. I said, something horrible happened in this room. I don't know what it is. I'm not going in this house, and I left. Uh, so I'll get that kind of a sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's basically what I do. It's, it's wherever I walk around, I basically mind my own business. In fact, um, the original title that I wanted for this book was Unexpected Guests, mm-hmm. because we're never certain whether we are the unexpected guests or they are. And sometimes it's sort of mutual. But uh, my publisher decided they, they created this other title, which I like, and in some ways it's misleading, because I myself am not stalked by spirits. I do not have spirits following me around at all. That would be very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a few um, follow me out of a few places that I've, I've um, gone through with people, and I just tell the spirits, go back, you can't follow when they leave. <laughs> Do they, I mean, can you actually command a spirit to say, or, or are they limited to a certain area of where they can and can't go from what you've experienced? I don't really know that. Um, I just know that I, I happen to be a Christian myself, and I feel that I am protected by God's holy light, and that's why I never fear that something's going to possess me or do anything. I have been pushed and shoved mm-hmm. by things before, uh, mostly because I just didn't really get a handle on what it is. As far as I can tell, fear is, is one of the main problems. If you show a great deal of fear and confusion mm-hmm. when confronted by spirits of any kind, uh, they will take the advantage, and it will grow stronger and stronger. But if you understand there's really nothing to fear, you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I live in Florida. We have a lot of alligators. Mm-hmm. I am not terrified of alligators. I respect alligators. I'm not going to go walking through the mud, but I know there's a, a gator nest in there and an angry female gator that could chomp me. At the same point, when I go canoeing or kayaking, I go past them all the time, and I, I don't get upset. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same way with ghosts. Um, if something feels like it's going to come and attack me or be negative, um, I, I won't pursue it. I've had a few times, I, I've done a lot of investigations for um, some folks up in St. Augustine that do uh, tour St. Augustine. It's a great, great place. And uh, I have gone in, in a few places they, they've had me investigate, and I'll walk in a room and say, oh, my heavens, I can't go in there. And I'll take a breath and say, but I have to go in because I promised these folks I would investigate the place. Mm-hmm. And when I do investigations, um, I do not try to send any, anything back to the light. I really don't communicate with anything. I just tell people what's in there. And um, once in a while, I'll, I'll say something back to a spirit if it's like getting too close to me or something. But mm-hmm. um, overall, I, I try to just keep the boundary. I have been in places I'll be standing in a space, and a, a spirit will be moving, and it'll actually move through me, or I'll stand in the same place as a spirit. But it's not like a position. It's just we are two separate entities that happen to be standing in the same spot at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool, because I can kind of get inside the spirit's head, so to speak, and I'm sure that they can kind of get inside mine. But it's not a possession at all. It's entirely something different. It's just being in the same place, two different entities at the same time. <laughs> okay. 
Let's go back to the house. Let's talk about some of the spirits that uh, that reside have, have resided or, or have come and visited, as you said, uh, the the house in, in Florida. And and let's talk about what what they were. And, and first, I want to ask you: Do you believe that there are different types of spirits out there? It's something we talk about a lot in the show. Of there's demonic entities possibly that that were never human and then there's entities that very likely were human at one point good or good and bad um yeah. are there different types of spirits that exist on this plane of the supernatural i agree exactly with your description that you just gave i believe that there are human bound spirits um some of them put themselves in their own for lack of a better word, hell. They're just so evil. I've run across evil human being spirits that were you could just tell they were just so horrible in real life, and they've encased themselves in their in their whole anger and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some very benevolent spirits that um, I believe are are human uh, human originated, and, um, and then there are what I would call demonic spirits. Mm-hmm. They are not uh, ever of any human origin, and um, I did see one. Uh, there was one in the house, and it is still there as far as I know. I and two other people have seen it, and I do describe it in my book. And um, I actually have seen a, a, a person possessed by a demonic spirit. When they talk about their faces changing, I did see this face change. There was about seven or eight different faces, and it was amazing. I just looked at this face, and it was as if someone had drawn... Um, was neon uh, pencil, for lack of a better word, over their features, and their features changed as if it was being a different drawing. It was, it was, it was really amazing. And would you say that 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 experience of of seeing, uh, or, or just any sort of interaction with the demonic spirit, was was the scariest of all that you've experienced in that house? The first time when when I saw the demonic spirit, which. Um, the best way to describe it is uh, Munch's uh, portrait of the scream, you know, the mm-hmm. white-faced ghoul thing pulling its face down. That's really what it looked like, a lot like that, it, as if that was in a lava lamp, and it could um, kind of stretch down and stretch up and then stretch side to side. It was just horrible. The first time I saw it, I could not believe my eyes. I was, I was a child. How did, I was actually eight years old. How did that happen? What was and, the first experience like? I was actually, um, it was Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. and I could not sleep because I was so excited about Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I finally got out of my bed and trotted down the hallway uh, to the room that my mother was sleeping in. There were twin beds in there. And I crawled in the bed opposite her just because I wanted to sleep with my mom. At eight years old, I was excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the lights were off, but I know this house so well. The house was built in 1928, and I know it so well I could walk in the dark. So I walked down to her room, jumped in, in the bed, and turned to look uh, towards the door, the closed bedroom door, and this is all very, very dark wood in the house, and there was the face that I just described um, on on the doorway, and I couldn't believe my eyes. And, yes, I was terrified. I didn't move, but I didn't want to call out for my mother or wake her up because I was afraid that this thing would attack her. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. So I literally lay in my bed, and I was wide awake all night looking at this thing on the door, stretch and leer at me and grin it was just evil and horrible and it did not fade until the first rays of sunlight came through and even then it just faded very slowly i could still feel it there i did not see it again 
for decades later until I was married. And uh, my new husband and I actually inherited my grandfather's house, which I love because I adore that house. And the first night back there, um, I actually had a, it was a spirit cloud, for lack of a better word, that, that visited us and was, was floating around our bed. And uh, later on, the, demo, the demonic spirit faced the same one, came back. It was after my first daughter was born as a baby, and it was on actually the door right next to her crib. And I knew that thing. I knew that face. And I jumped out of bed. Her uh, crib was actually right next to my bed. Mm-hmm. She was a newborn. And I jumped up, and I didn't know what else to do, so I began praying and also just sort of rubbing my hands frantically all over the door as if I could sort of wipe it out. Yeah. And I didn't feel anything. You'd think I would feel something cold, but I didn't feel anything. Um, but it would it would fade, and it would come back. Um, I, I go into a lot of description about the book, uh, what we eventually did to sort of get it under wraps, but it would come back in dreams of different people. It never bothered me again, ever. In fact, um, a lot of the negative spirits that were in the house did not really bother me because after a while, it took me a few years, but I did get it through my head. You know, I really don't need to be scared of these things. I'm the one who's in charge of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really can't do anything to me. And they really left me alone for the most part. Other people in the house would have uh, a great deal of trouble with them in dreams and things like this. And now nah, I, I never had any trouble. They, and if I did have trouble, they would stop when I'd start to yell at them. So <laughs> the, the fact that, that you had seen it first as a child and then you did not see it again uh, until you were an adult with your own child, did you feel like this entity, for whatever reason, was brought out or attracted to children? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. That's a very interesting question because it, I never felt like it was coming to get me as a child, but it definitely focused on me. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my uh, daughter, it definitely focused on her. But, of course, then we had another uh, spirit, that negative entity in the house, mm-hmm. that looked like a giant um, tarantula, like a spider tarantula thing. It's probably about four or five feet across. It would hang upside down from ceilings and dropped out. It was crazy. And I actually saw this over my daughter's crib one time. That was the scariest thing, honestly. And again, I was crawling on top of her crib. I had one hand on her, and thank goodness she was asleep. She never woke up. Mm -hmm. I had one hand on her and one hand, again, on the ceiling trying to knock this thing out and praying the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's funny. Some of the people that have read my book, I try not to read reviews, but I read them now and then. And some people will say, you know, she made this up. There's no one that has this many ghosts and had this many experiences. She made all this up. So I was like, okay, you're the person that got the good ghost story because I could not make this stuff up. Yeah. This all happened to me. And every time I see something new, I was like anyone else. It doesn't matter how many times this happens to you. You go, oh, my gosh, what is that? Well, uh, the, the topic in general, I mean, it, it's one of those things where either, I mean, you, you have to take people at their word. And certainly there are some people out there who do make things up. But, you know, at the end of the day, the topic is, is what it is. You have to take the people at their word. And, and if you're interested, in it, listen to their story and believe it. Because I think half the time, honestly, some of the most crazy and extreme things uh, are, are the most real. And I think some of the lighter hearted, oh, I saw something floating down the hall, it turns out to be the bogus one. I mean, especially yes. for, from, from the stories you're telling and the stories that you have. Um, another one, the, the Andrea Perrin, you know, her story with The Conjuring and The House of Darkness, House of Light, another big tale yes. of extreme things. But it just, it gets so extreme that nobody's making this up. It's so extreme. Who would 
go this far <laughs> with it, you know? Absolutely. You know? And also when uh, separate people, I would not tell anybody that my house is haunted. And I would have people come in and describe the same things that, that we would be seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some things like, oh, gosh, we had a time when all the doors would slam. Drove me crazy. Wham, wham, wham. This is a giant big house. All the upstairs doors would slam, 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 so it would, it would shake the house. We would go upstairs. Every door would be standing wide open. Now, this was not at midnight. This would happen any time of the day, night, nice weather. It doesn't matter. Um, I would... Uh, put big, huge books in front of the doors to prop them open. I hear slam, slam, slam. I go upstairs. Nothing has moved at all. And also, when I would go upstairs to check the door slamming, the downstairs doors would start slamming. Oh, it drove me crazy. And um, one night, I finally put an end to this one night. I had been cleaning the house all day, and I had a migraine from the dust. And I was sitting downstairs in the living room just with, with all the lights off, and my husband was there trying to nurse this horrible migraine headache but you can't stand sound or light or anything and the upstairs doors started slamming and slamming and i just got livid and i stood up and walked up the stairs and we have uh split stairs so we use several sets of them you go so all the way up the stairs up into the middle hallway and i started just screaming i said stop it be quiet i don't want to hear another door slam i just wah. so i walked down the stairs the minute my foot hit the bottom step, wham, one last door. And it was my old uh, bedroom door that I had as a child. It was the one that went wham, mm-hmm. just like a, a child, you know. And I turned around and walked back up the stairs. And I just wham, gave it to the house again. I mean, I was screaming at my house. And I walked back down the stairs and sat back in the chair. My husband kind of looked at me and said, well, I guess you told them. <laughs> Never had another problem. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it really, it, 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 I mean, that, that sometimes it is like children. I heard that in other cases too, where sometimes just talking or, or yelling <laughs> at them yeah. will get them to calm down. And, and I was talking about this on a, another episode where sometimes do you think maybe it's, it's, the attention that they're looking for and by simply recognizing giving the attention okay yes we know you're here that satisfies them to to make them stop i agree with that in fact i just had that in um, my house i've just moved over here in Cocoa beach and we've been in this for a year and uh i thought maybe it was haunted i wasn't quite sure a few months into it we started hearing the Somebody doing the dishes at five in the morning, the cabinets, doors slamming, you know, and I'd walk in the kitchen and no one was there. I thought, oh, God. And I, I could tell it was an older woman that mm-hmm. was there, uh, but I just ignored her. And my kids and I are used to this, so we just ignored it. We're going on our way. Well, we started having doors slamming. One time I was talking to my daughter, and like a salt shaker went sliding across the table in front of us. And I just was sitting there and I said, okay, we know you're here, okay? Anything you do cannot scare us because the stuff we've been through would scare you. So I said, if you want to be here, you're perfectly welcome. Just please let us sleep at night. Just leave us alone. Uh, and that's basically what I said. I have not had another trouble. I, I swear that the spirits left, and that's fine with me. That, that's an interesting, so, uh, an interesting thought where you, you said, you know, if you've been through what I've been through, it would scare you. My, my question to you from what you've experienced, and I just, it's a theoretical question, but if there are the entities there that were once human 
and, and they maybe those are the ones that are fairly lighthearted and, and looking for attention and more mischievous than than the demonic uh, like spider type entity that you saw uh, and, and the other uh, angry, dark entities uh, or the, that face that you saw. Mm-hmm. Are, are they able to interact on that that same plane? Uh, can the ghosts, the human once human ghosts be tormented by these other entities on that plane are they are they interacting are they sharing that plane do you think all i can answer to that is one of our many ghosts two of our many ghosts at my other house uh, one of them was a little girl she was anywhere from six seven years old and then another of our ghosts was a taller man he was a very angry man uh, but they were both human but he was very angry. He was always, ugh, I don't know, he'd try to look over my shoulder when I was riding, and I had to elbow him out of the way and all sorts of things. He would scare the cat. One night, um, and I'm sure people who have heard voices, uh, they'll kind of bumble like, I've read this so many times, and I've heard this through my whole life. These, um, You want to hear what they're saying, and you can't quite make it out, like, well, I was asleep one night, and I heard the little girl going, and then the deeper man's voice, and it was just kind of coming from another plane. I, I can't describe it in any other way. It wasn't outside my door or anything. It was just sort of there. And I remember listening so hard, I could not understand what they were saying. But the little girl was obviously really scared, and this man sounded very threatening. It only happened that one time. Uh, so for, that's all I, I can answer from what you just said, that it mm-hmm. seems like, yes, it sounds like that, because the human... Um, ghosts that I have encountered, even the ones that are angry, I don't feel entirely just terrified of. It's anything that's very, very negative, dark, demonic type that I'm just like, oh, this is where we need to start praying and mm-hmm. something's going on here. Um, I, I, we, we had something happen, for instance, in, well, I have so many stories in my other house. This is one I actually have not printed yet because I'm actually working on a second book. Um, towards the, the last year or so that we were in my, my house in Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, we had something mimicking our voices. Uh, I would uh, hear one of my daughters saying, Mom, Mom, and I'd run, and they, no one would call me. They would hear me calling them. They'd run. I wouldn't have called them. Uh, one time, my older daughter was uh, in the house alone. She heard the front door open and close. She heard my footsteps walking. She heard my voice. Uh, a few minutes later, I arrived home. She said, weren't you just home? I said, No. Uh, this finally came to a, a point that had to be dealt with. But there was one night when I was upstairs in my bedroom. Uh, I was watching TV, but I had the sound off because my other daughter was asleep, and I didn't want to disturb her. So I was watching TV with closed captions. And my older daughter was all the way downstairs in uh, our family room, which is the opposite end of the house, doing her homework. And I heard her scream, Mom! Mom! And... Honest to goodness, all I could think is someone has broken in the house and she is being assaulted. That's all I could think. Sure. It was that frantic. Yeah. And my dog, we have a golden retriever, started barking. And he has a certain bark when there's an entity around. I can't describe it, but it's the ghost bark, we call it. And he started that ghost bark. I thought, oh, my God. So I jumped out of bed, ran downstairs. I tore through the living room. I could feel there was something there. I saw the dog. His hair was standing up and his, on his back, and he was staring at nothing. Tore past him, ran into the family room. There was my older daughter, just, you know, headsets on, woken away at the computer. And I said, are you okay? She looks at me. She goes, yeah, I'm fine. I thought, okay, something has to be done right now. Mm-hmm. 
So I actually brought my daughters together. We sat down and we had a prayer. And we had a, a pretty strong prayer section asking God to please stop these spirits from mimicking for whatever reason they're doing it. Because obviously I had the feeling they were building towards something mm-hmm. or something really was going to happen. We were not going to pay attention to the voice and, and, you know, bad things would happen from there. And the voices did stop. We never had the mimicking problem again. But that was one of the more worrisome ones. It, it, it was more irritated than anything. At first I thought they were playing tricks. Mm-hmm. And later on I thought, no, they're not playing tricks. They're starting to set us up for something. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's again people have different ways of dealing with uh spirits i tend to deal with it through prayer and that does seem to work who do you think these spirits were the ones that were human at one time that were in that house do you have any any ideas or guesses as to to where they came from they are not related to me i know that uh i had um a friend of a friend over one time for tea and she's very sensitive she walked in the house and she said, oh, your grandmother is very benevolent. Now, I knew exactly who she was talking about. It's the spirit of the lady who built the house, and I have a million stories about her. She's a character. She's hilarious. But I, I looked at, at the girl, and I said, come here. And I took her to the uh, wall with some family pictures on it, and I pointed to one picture, and I said, that is my grandmother. Is that who you're seeing? She said, no. I said, no, that's because that's not my grandmother. I have no idea who that woman is. Now, I think she was Mrs. Delaporte who, who built the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, um, the little girl ghost that was in the house, I and a few other people have the sense that she did not live in the house itself, but she lived in the neighborhood, perhaps in the 30s or 40s. And somehow she was drawn to this house. I don't know why, but she feels very much at home there. That I was always the mommy. She knew I wasn't her mommy, but I was the mommy. Mm-hmm. And she would all the time, mommy, mommy. I would hear her playing outside my bedroom door at night. I would think it was my other daughter. I'd walk in, um, walk outside. No one would be there. Um, I would see this little girl quite a bit now. This is the one entity we saw all the time. Um, I would pass by my daughter's bedroom. I would see the little girl sitting on the floor playing with my daughter's toys. Um, one time we, we got our new puppy, and we were running down the street with the puppy, and I looked over to uh, my right. It was sort of out of my peripheral vision, and the little girl was running. It was so cool. She was running right beside us. She had this white pinafore dress on. She had long blonde hair, and her hair was blowing the back of her, and she was running, just keeping pace with us. The minute we crossed um, our, uh, the, the yard line from our house, she just disappeared. Uh, we've seen her all the time. And I always felt like she was somehow drawn to the house, and she I was always the mommy. She felt very comforted by me. And mm-hmm. the, the, my children were to hear her calling, Mommy, Mommy, a lot of times. And um, those are the only two I can really comment on. The other ones, I haven't the slightest idea, except for some reason, that house is a vortex. And spirits just can come there, and they stay there, and I have no idea why. We have... I guess it last count, it was at least 10 or 11 resident so-called spirits, including the demonic ones, and then uh, a couple of uh, animal spirits. All right, we will pause right there, Vivian. Thank you for joining us. Her book is Stalked by Spirits. You can check it out at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Also, major bookstores, you can find her book there. And we will talk more with Vivian on our episode next week at realghoststoriesonline.com and hear more about those stories and being stalked by spirits. Remember to subscribe to the show. 
press that subscribe button and share the show. And then, of course, tell us and show us where you shared it with a screenshot. You email Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And I'll reply back with a bonus episode just for you. Just reply back personally to your email with that uh, with that link. So make sure you, uh, you check that out and do some sharing. Show some love for the show. And again, thank you in advance. From realghoststoriesonline.com, I am Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening. <laughs>